2: Let the buzz begin! Hello everyone and welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Arrow After Show. We are covering episode 9, The Climb, which really should have been called The Fall, but that would have been spoilers, I think. Joining me tonight is the fantastic Lex Michael in his Darkwing Duck Colors. Hello. Hello Lex unfortunately alicona and tari could not be with us today alicona's out of state and tari's under the weather please tweet them your best well wishes and with any luck we will have them back in five weeks is it january 21st The, the other side of the calendar year so let's get right into it how did you feel about this episode
0: very positive. Uh, really? Oh, yeah, overall, yes. I mean, it doesn't hurt for me that it's loaded with elements that were pulled from Batman. Uh, <laughs> yeah. The League of Assassins, Ra's al Ghul, obviously. Uh, Ra's al Ghul was created in 71 in uh, Batman 232 by uh, Denny O'Neill and Neil Adams, one of the most legendary pairings in the history of comics.
2: I'm really impressed that you know that information right off the top of your head. I like Batman. Okay.
0: Uh, and actually, interestingly, uh, Talia, who is of the two of Raz's daughters, uh, by far the the better known, created the same year. Nyssa didn't show up till 2003 uh, when Greg Rucka created her.
2: So why do you think they might have chosen to use Nyssa for the series when Talia is persona non grata right now?
0: Not sure, other than possibly she just showed up in Dark Knight Rises, where she was the super secret main villain. Spoilers. Shh.
2: If you ha- okay, I still haven't seen that movie, but I have been spoiled thoroughly for it. Thank you, Tumblr. So, if- if you really needed a spoiler warning for that one, guys, you, uh, maybe a few years behind the curve.
0: I would say so, but the internet gets angry about that type of thing.
2: Well, it's the internet. They get very, very happy about things, and then they get unhappy about things, and I bet they'll be unhappy about the end of tonight's episode. Oh, man,
0: and that, we'll get to that, but that fight was. I called it. So you did call it.
2: I was, I was expecting that to be, like, the nuclear option, and they're like, no, we went with that.
0: Oh, yeah, we're doing this what? now. It was short, it was brutal, and they made uh, a very ballsy decision that I'm very excited about.
2: I'm just really, really amused that after all was said and done, they cliffed him.
0: They literally cliffed him.
2: Which is, you know, they stab him and then they cliff him. Like, well, he actually could have survived that. Stranger things have happened in real life. If he decapitated him, that would have been the end of things. But evidently, Raz al Ghul is the kind of villain who doesn't actually check to see Mm. if the so-called hero, or at least in this case protagonist, has actually bitten it.
0: Now, to be fair, I would say nine times out of ten, when you put a, th- a sword through somebody's chest, they're probably done.
2: And the tenth time you've missed vital organs and they didn't die from being thrown off a cliff. Yeah, that's a fluke. I- he's the main character, so he's gonna have better luck as far as not dying and ending the series than think? most other people do.
0: But it's like I was saying to you just after we watched it, I think it would be the the ballsiest decision of all time. If no, he's dead now. And you see him on a table during season, or the back half of this season, and they do close-ups on his face constantly to justify ML having top billing on this thing.
2: And then they bury him in his grave and actually change the marker for that?
0: Yeah, exactly. And then, uh yeah, he's gone, and then they continue to give him top billing, even though he's not there.
2: It's not going to happen, but I'd be so happy. I'd have, I'd have to be crazy. That'd and be... then the show starts being about Malcolm Merlin, so it's still about someone like, with arrows. I John watch... Barrowman is our main character. I would watch that show. I would watch that TV program. Yeah, But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Are, Probably yes. should We're doing this backwards. We did theories first. So, let's start with what happened in Hong Kong, because yes. a lot of what went down there ties into much of what we see later on in this episode. We, um, at the end of last episode, they had a Chinnawe's right hand man. He knew her agenda. And they were going to torture him to figure out what he knew. So Oliver comes home from a wonderful torture session, and Uh, Maseo is there to feed him, and they have to go back and torture him again. They got to figure out what they have. And they have. There is a lab that created something that essentially amounts to the Omega virus, which and by it the was way, the Omega I
0: love that. It's Omega, which is Chinese for
2: Omega, Omega. like, yeah, that's a uh, that's it. really difficult. And the thing is they were trying to do super antibiotics, yes, and somehow they went completely off the rails. Which is really interesting that they were trying to do so much good and it got misdirected so badly in the process. As can happen. Well, that's the theme of this series, isn't
0: it? Yeah, I would agree with that. One of several, but yeah. One
2: of, one of several, but trying to do good and the road to hell being paved with those intentions. Absolutely. Yeah. So they've created the Omega virus and they're keeping it in these labs. And Maceo and Oliver manage to come in and they try to find it, but it's already been taken yes. by an inside man. And what's interesting about this is they manage to grab the guy and they try to torture the information out of him. Where did you get? How did you get it? Where did it go? Where did you take it? He's not giving them anything. Not at all. And he is insisting that he doesn't remember it. Yes. Now this is where it kind of gets interesting because mind control, lack of memory, essentially getting superhero roofied, are things that it's a superhero roofie. Let's be real. uh, Let's be real. You're not wrong. This is something that has happened in comics before. And we have so many characters that can do mind control and memory erasure. And Arrow, when it started, wanted to stay with no, we're not doing superpowers. No, we're not doing anything crazy. We're sticking with what stays within regular human bounds. Yes,
0: and it was very much season one was very much playing on a lot of elements that were introduced in Nolan's Batman.
2: Of course, they threw that out the window when Mirakuru happened, and then oh, yeah. we had a backdoor spin off to Flash.
0: Which is great, too, because if you're going to set a show in that universe, take advantage of that universe. Of
2: course. But it helps that they're trying to keep with that darker tone. And then for the Flash, they're like, yeah, you can have the metahumans and all that crazy stuff over there. Have a good time. We're going to stay grounded in reality, despite the fact that we now have superhero roofies and the first virtual appearance of the Atom suit. Yes. But this guy is insisting. He doesn't know what happened. And there is a drug called Votura, they called it, derived from a plant that thrives in Corto Maltese, which we'll find out later, that essentially makes you suggestible, so there's the mind control aspect right. of it, and wipes your memories of what you did while you were on that drug. Yes. So we have, it's entirely possible that this guy was, I'm going to keep calling it Superhero Roofies. Just do it. It's, it's more syllables like than the actual rookie. drug name, but Superhero Roofies. So it's possible that this guy was superhero roofied, took the vial, handed off the vial, and has no information. Right. And this gets turned back on them because now that they have Chinawe's right-hand man, or her, her inside man, rather, that means that she will go after them instead of hit them trying to find her. Which is an issue because instead of showing up at the warehouse where they're torturing the guy, she shows up at Maseo's home and kidnaps Tatsu... And leaves the kid there. And that's the last that we see of Hong Kong in this episode.
0: But we do get a super sweet and brutal sword fight between these two ladies, which I quite enjoyed.
2: That was beautiful, beautiful choreography.
0: I, I don't know when it happened, and it's not like I ever thought the fights on this show were shabby by any means, but at some point within the last year, they kicked up their fight choreography, and I'm really enjoying what they're doing now.
2: More people started using swords. That's
0: probably. it. That's part of it. Yeah, I think that's, that's actually. That's part of it. Probably most of it.
2: Sword choreography is just inherently pretty. Yes. Fist fighting has a bit more. I'm not even sure what term to use for this. It's it's, it's not as dance like. Clumpy. Let's, let's go clumpy. Clumpy and it's, superhero roofies. We're just all sorts of terminology this is great. tonight. It's a fun show. It's a blast.
0: <laughs> um, I will say too, uh, uh, jumping back slightly for a second, they were torturing this guy to get the information off of him, and I loved Oliver pulls an arrow out of him after as you can see having put it through the dude's torso. Yeah, The dude is clearly not conscious and Oliver walks back to uh, Maceo and says he should have confessed by now. <laughs> dude's asleep. Dude's not saying anything. He's not conscious anymore.
2: Well he should have confessed long before the point where he got to, they caused enough damage to knock him unconscious or he was just overwhelmed. Because if he didn't have very much of a constitution to withstand it he should have gone down easily. You would think, although there comes a
0: point where if you think they're, they may not kill you, why not just say, yes, it was me. Please stop putting arrows in my torso.
2: Because then they'll expect you to have actual information, and it will be all the worse if you give them false information, they find out they've been barking up the wrong tree, and they come back for you. Oh. He basically can't win. Yeah, this dude's got a
0: lose-lose situation, I suppose.
2: That's what happens when you get roofied. You're it's, not wrong. Yeah, it no. Yeah, the roofie jokes just take a really, really bad turn there. Um
0: And the one yeah. other thing, uh, related side note, every time they mention Cordo Maltese, I nerd out a little bit because that's another reference they pulled from Batman. Yeah. Yeah, Cordo Maltese first showed up in Dark Knight Returns in eighty six, which by the way is the greatest story ever told. And don't give me that face.
2: I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm going to disagree with you there.
0: Oh, we'll fight this out later. But <laughs> showed When the up.
2: panel's over. Yeah,
0: Cordo showed up there, and it's also one of my favorite uses of the Green Arrow character in comics, because at one point in the past, Superman tore his arm off, and he is pissed. It's fantastic. Anyway.
2: I'd imagine that would be really, really difficult to use a bow at that point. He manages. So I think we're about to get the off-topic alarm, so we'd probably better continue relevant, on. Yes. So he... The blah. Hong Kong ends with Maceo's wife getting kidnapped and his kid being rather traumatized. And the one other mention we get is that Maceo is in the present part of the League of Assassins. He goes by Sarab now because Maceo is no longer a person. And Oliver makes reference to after it happened. Yes, we don't know what happened. But we know that it's not good, and it will most likely involve the deaths of his wife or son, or both.
0: I would guess both. If you have anything else to go back to, I don't think you join the League of Assassins.
2: Honestly, I think that the son will probably die, and that he'll think his wife is dead, but she won't be. Because isn't she Katana in the comics? She's something. She
0: Maybe And it also depends, too, on which way they decide to take it. Because uh, Black Canary, for example, uh, as far as I remember, there wasn't a Sarah. No. It was just, Not that I know of. It was just uh, Dinah Lance or Dinah Laurel Lance. So it depends on which way they want to play with it. But you would think.
2: But we have Canary 2.0 at this point in time. Or I'm... we will have Canary 2.0. Which I think is going to happen when we come back from break, because there will be a power vacuum, and I'm getting ahead of myself again.
1: Never right, yes.
2: We <laughs> really want to talk about this part. we got to cover everything else. Let's talk about Ray. Ray. And we hear the commenters going, oh, God, not this again. Yes, we're so, going to talk about Ray. So Ray bugs people, then. Um, The way that some people on this panel, myself included, interpret Ray bugs people. He bugs me, but that's me. He can be a bit much he still doesn't know how to interpret social cues and I'll give him that maybe he's not good at it, maybe he doesn't get it But he still went and pinged Felicity's phone in this episode, like, we need to talk about that kiss, even though you said you didn't want to, so I thought I'd meet you where you are. I pinged your phone. Can we count the number of lines that that crossed?
0: His heart is definitely in the right place, but that came off as way, way stocky.
2: That his methodology is creepy as anything, Yes. and it may not be his intention, but it's still a problem.
0: To be fair, you do get to learn a bit about his backstory in this episode, which may shed some light on why he's very, very bad at this.
2: Honestly, I'm not sure that his backstory has anything to do with why he's bad at social cues. I don't think that kind of tragedy wipes your ability to understand people. But not then again, I have not experienced that form of tragedy, so I obviously cannot speak on the subject.
0: Well, he makes the comment about he believed that. Anna would be the last yes, woman he ever kissed. So he's been out of this game for a very long time. True. Then again,
2: but even he did he stalk Anna when he yeah, was
0: dating a, her? And maybe that's why he thinks this'll work, is because it worked for him that one time. I,
2: possibly. Like I hit the jackpot once. Let's uh let's play the slots again. What? No, that's, stop it. Women weird? aren't games. That's what, weird. What do you mean that's weird? So he did used to have a fiance named Anna, and they were gonna get married, and it was a nice happy story, and then The Mirakuru soldiers happened, and they got caught in the middle of them, and the soldiers broke his leg and her neck. Yeah. So that's incredibly traumatizing, and can we blame him for that one? No, not at all. No. Not at all. So he thought he would never kiss another woman again, and he thought he was done with romance, and then found himself kissing Felicity, and, hey, maybe I can like someone now. Oh, and by the way here's the other stuff I'm doing. Right. Because Felicity straight up tells him, you explain what's going on. You explain why you bought, I almost called it Stark Industries, Queen Consolidated. Wow, is that the wrong franchise? You explain why you bought Queen Consolidated or I walk. And he says, I can't tell you. And she turns to leave for the door, like, good on you. Right. And then it's, I have to show you. You could have led with that. You would okay. Mm. He's a showman. Right. That's what he does. And
0: Showmanship. What he shows her is, to me, very, very exciting.
2: For one, we have holographic projections, which is... Always the best. Fun and interesting. Who doesn't yeah. like holograms? I don't know. No. I don't know. No
0: one. That's why you don't know. Nobody doesn't
2: people like holograms. Who, people who have been wronged by holograms in the past, I don't know. Everyone has a tragic backstory, as far as I'm concerned. There could be someone who hates holograms, and that's their supervillain origin story. I, I don't know. I would read that. That would be the worst supervillain It'd be really boring, yeah,
0: but I'd read it for an issue.
2: Yeah, yeah, it would be a fun gag character. Anyway, so he shows her the Atom suit, what he calls the Advanced Technology Operating Mechanism. Because he wants to be able to take all of the weaponry Queen Consolidated can make, make it small enough to fit in the palm of his hand, and that way he can help people.
0: By being small.
2: Yeah. And having a lot of untested super weaponry.
0: I will say the uh, first acronym... That he, uh. OMAC? OMAC. Uh, that, again, that amused me because that is another DC Comics reference. OMAC is, uh, essentially a one man army. Uh, he, uh, was in f- fairly recent. I forget the year. He's another Greg Rucka creation. But he pops up all, all over the place. He's just a big one man wrecking crew. And, uh, yeah, he goes by OMAC, which is an acronym. I forget what it stands for.
2: Aligned with good or evil. Or generally, just kind of chaotic?
0: Generally good, but definitely a chaotic good. And so, like,
2: Punisher? Well, Punisher's more chaotic neutral.
0: Like a really colorful, less pissed off Punisher. Although you wouldn't know he's less pissed off the way he carries himself, but a little uh, bit less.
2: Yeah, He has swagger.
0: Yes, he has very angry, explodey, punchy swagger. <laughs>
2: I like that image. Right. I like that image.
0: He's very colorful.
2: I can't imagine this version of Ray Palmer being like that, though. I can't
0: (laughs) either, but it was a fun thought. It really is. And as for the Atom, if I'm not mistaken, the Atom, once he makes himself super, super tiny, still has the proportional strength of a regular-sized person.
2: I think that's my understanding as well. Yes. So we'll see how that difference is between the Atom and Ant-Man. And he also, and this is the part where we needed this bit of levity in the middle of the episode. This is the part where he's like, I need someone to help me. Can you help me, Felicity? And she's just like, why does this keep keep happening to me? She has a type.
0: She absolutely has a type.
2: We also don't know what she said. We don't know if she accepted the offer or if she walked away. Because all she says next time she walks on screen is, a thing came up. Sorry, I'm late. Right. There was... So, one of the many cliffhangers we have. What happened to Maceo's family? What did Felicity say? And then the actual cliff.
1: Oh, Which
2: we're getting to. I'm I'm sure everyone in the audience is just like, I can't handle it. Oh, my God. We're getting there. For now, let's talk about Laurel. Laurel. Dad brings Mom into town. Which
0: was very exciting to see Alex Kingston.
2: Yeah, she is a wonderful human being. And... Well, I thought it would be a nice Christmas surprise to have the family together it's and so uncomfortable. Mom wants to know why Sarah hasn't been answering her calls. And Laurel kind of chokes up a little for good reason. She's backpacking in the Andes, I think. And Dads just like, we'll go with that because he doesn't he thinks he knows the secret, but he doesn't know the other secret
0: and by the way, does that now make him the only person on this show who doesn't know?
2: Uh, yeah, considering that Laurel told Thea earlier this episode. Because Thea didn't know either. That's, yeah.
0: He's the, oh my god. Yeah, Dad is the only one who doesn't know. That
2: is going to be a very rude, and I think long overdue at this point, awakening.
0: That's going to be a very uncomfortable family conversation, yes.
2: I'm wondering what sort of circumstances will come up for that.
0: Well, and speaking of which, they, with the conversation between Laurel and her mother, dodged the circumstance entirely by having the mother go... She's dead, isn't she?
2: Yeah, well, a mother's intuition. She figured it out when Laurel kind of went, uh, and couldn't answer. Right. And then when she pushed the subject on their lovely little dinner date and Laurel still couldn't answer, it was, oh, she's dead. I had this feeling that I would see her again when the boat capsized, and that feeling is gone. So Mom is either a latent psychic or has access to the script.
0: I hope it's both the former and the latter, because I would really watch that show.
2: Spoilers! Spoilers. And so Laurel takes her mom to Sarah's grave, which is still marked with 2007, which is when they thought she died. And they have a conversation about she was involved with terrible people. Don't tell dad. I don't think he can handle it. And and Laurel says, okay, I'm going to find the people who did this to her, and I will make them suffer. And you expect her mom to kind of go no, you know, let it go. Revenge is not the way. It, kind of like the conversation with Barry and his dad on The Flash last night, yes. where Barry's dad told him, you need to let go of revenge and start living your own life. I was expecting something like that, and instead, Mom goes, make them suffer. And
0: in a world where uh, these people killed daughter number one, her first plan is death. Daughter number two, go get him.
2: I think uh, Laurel was actually daughter number one. Was she? Sarah's younger.
0: Well, there's two of them. One went first. Two go second.
2: Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Throwing the good out after the bad is that uh, what it, what's the saying?
0: I think that's exactly what it is. And uh, literally, these are incredibly dangerous people. And uh, that's a, I'm great uh, with the idea that Laurel's mother has that much confidence in her, but in a world where I don't believe the mother has any idea that Laurel has been training as a fighter, sending her after these people seems like a terrible, terrible idea.
2: Well, there's two ways to look at this. One is mom thinks that Laurel will go after them to the fullest extent of the law. True. Because she is, what, the assistant DA at this point? I believe so. Pretty high up there. So it could be that she believes that that is the case. It could also be that she honestly believes that her daughter can and will do violence and doesn't understand just how bad the situation can be. She doesn't have the first-hand experience like Detective Captain? Captain Lance? Captain Lance, I keep messing that up. Like Captain Lance does. He understands how violent and terrible it can be. He lived through the Mirakuru soldiers and everything else that's happened in the city. So, of course he doesn't want his daughter going out and being violent because look what will happen to her. She already got the daylights beaten out of her once. Yes. Mom, I think doesn't have that reality check and is therefore like, you go get him, honey, you can totally do it. Revenge! It's
0: a bad idea.
2: I think that's the worst parenting we've
0: seen on this show. It is certainly the worst advice I remember seeing being doled out on this show.
2: And that's a pretty high bar. That's a
0: very high bar. There's a lot of bad advice being thrown around on this show.
2: There really is. But go get him, honey, is uh, probably the worst that we've seen so far.
0: Uh, ooh, to be fair, uh, unbeknownst to the mother, she has been training as a fighter, and the promo pictures have already been released of her in the Canary Getup, so we know that's coming.
2: Yeah, but, again, unless Mom has access to the script, she couldn't know that.
0: Oh, well, she checks the, the movie sites and whatnot, she so she's, seen, she's seen the promo. She's like, oh, honey, you look right in that outfit. Go get him.
2: Black is totally your color, but that wig, <laughs> that wig does not look good. You got to get yourself a better wig <laughs> and a better mask because everyone can tell that it's you. Yeah, it's just your eyes. It just,
0: At least Homie's got that hood, so you can't really see the shadow on his face. You just just eyes. It
2: just there's a. If anything, super
0: bright wig draws more attention to your face.
2: That's true. That's very true. I just keep thinking of the line from the ill-fated Green Lantern movie where you think because I can't see your cheekbones, I don't know who you are.
0: Which is the high point of that movie.
2: That's the only good point of that movie. Fair enough. But again, we're getting off topic. We're again, talking about nope. a different green superhero. But for now, let's talk about iTunes. If you guys weren't aware, we are available on iTunes, we're available on YouTube, and we are available entirely for free. After Buzz TV puts on 80 hours of entertainment per week, which means that our wonderful booth guys and gals work over 90 hours a week to get all this wonderful stuff to you. So, if you'd like to keep watching the show, if you'd like to keep the lights on in the studio, best thing you can do for us is head to iTunes, subscribe to the podcast, and rate us. Five stars, because, you know, hopefully you love us, but rating is good, comments are great, subscribe on YouTube, comment on YouTube. Basically, when you subscribe and when you comment, you're telling us, I'm watching your stuff, I love your stuff, please keep doing your stuff. And if you do that, hey, we can keep doing the stuff, we can keep giving you what you love. So, iTunes, YouTube, rate, subscribe, comment, all of that wonderful things. Yes. Yes. I agree. Good. Have you rated, subscribed, and commented?
0: Uh, All three, talking about how great everyone and everything at AfterBuzz is.
2: I'm on this show, and I love me. I like me. Great show. Don't you like me? I do. I like me. (laughs) So, please and thank you. So now let's move on to the main point of this show. Oh, yes. Which is 50% 48 hours before, and 50% you are making the worst decision of your life. And that is a high, high bar.
0: And it opens, the show opens with Oliver scaling that cliff with bare hands, bare face. I very much like Bruce Wayne in Batman Begins.
2: It is the eponymous climb. Yep. So it's like, okay, that's the title drop right out of the way. Why is he doing this? Flashback to 48 hours earlier, Nissa shows up, uh, not Nissa shows up. The League of Assassins kidnaps Oliver. Bum rushes him outside the police station during a Christmas party, knocks him out, drags him back to the League of Assassins headquarters, and basically tells him, You have 48 hours to deliver Sarah's killer. We've waited for long enough. You said you were going to do it. You haven't. You have 48 hours. And for every day after that, when you don't deliver said killer, we're going to kill 50 people in your city.
0: They do make a Just point.
2: random, innocent people because we can. Mm. Which completely goes against the philosophy that Raz al Ghul gives us towards the end of the episode that I have taken evil out of this world and replaced it with death. Well, you've also taken some innocence out of this world and replaced it with death, so I really don't think you get to sit on your high horse there.
0: Well, it's the idea, I believe, although it's crazy pants, of his twisted idea of justice and peace and righteousness at any cost whatsoever. So if we got to get rid of 50 innocent people to get the one guy, that's okay.
2: How is, is that not, okay for the well, 50 innocent people? It's not
0: okay, which is the point, but that's what makes him a villain and not a very nice man who... who Gives to charity and pets bunnies and whatnot.
2: Can you see him petting a bunny with those rings? No, <laughs> the look on your face see it says being no. Very uncomfortable for the bunny. <laughs> Poor rabbit. Peter Cottontail was never the same. So Oliver brings the news back to the Arrow Cave, and I I'm going to keep calling it the Arrow Cave. It's too funny. And they get the DNA back from the labs in Starling, yes. and we have Felicity talking with Caitlin, and neither of them are okay right now, No, but they're s- both like, we're fine, we're fine. I'm and like, you oh, see you on the
0: computer screen, uh, Felicity's looking at the headline for, uh, it says, the yellow man attacks the lab, et cetera, et cetera. I missed that. Oh, yeah. That was on the computer when I- she was talking to Caitlin.
2: Wow. No. Well, we know you're not okay, but we're also not okay over here. So now is not the time to talk about not being okay. And they have the DNA, and it matches 12 of the 13 markers for Oliver's DNA.
0: Which is a bad sign. So
2: the immediate assumption is, oh shoot, it's him. Right. And obviously this is not the case because he didn't kill her, we knew that. Let's look into Malcolm Merlin because there's no way he's innocent in this
0: Well, and that's the thing, too. In this universe, if something goes horribly, horribly awry and I don't immediately have an answer as to who is responsible, I'm probably going to try and go find Malcolm Merlin.
2: Well, yeah. The guy was supposed to be dead at the end of season one, and he's just been like, surprise, bet you thought you'd seen the last of me. And not for nothing, every incredibly nasty
0: person we've met on this show seems to be connected to Malcolm Merlin in some way.
2: Was Slade? Well, worked with him for a little bit. But. Right. Even even, okay.
0: however briefly. He's kind of tied to every awful thing that's happened in Oliver's life for the last two and a half years at least.
2: He's kind of the epicenter of doom here.
0: Uh, which is why he's the guy I go talk to.
2: Yeah. So they look into his activities. They look into flight records coming in and out of Corto Maltese. And they find a small pri- private plane that's flown basically all over creation trying to throw people off the trail. And landed on a runway outside of Starling. They get security footage, and not only is Malcolm coming off the plane, but so is Thea. Hmm. So Oliver immediately goes, she lied to me. I need to go talk to my sister. And he talks to her as Oliver and that doesn't work. She's oh, she's decorating the tree. They have this big tree. The smaller our family is, the bigger the tree should be. She pulls out these little the snowman ornaments. ornaments that has Oliver's name on one and Thea's on the other. And oh. she hangs them together on the tree. And there's an ornament with her mom's picture in it. It's basically how many ways can we stab and twist with one set design.
0: Yeah, It's malicious sappiness.
2: Oh, yeah. But it's the CW. It's perfect. They are good at this. Oh, they're very really good at this. They that. are really good at this. They're good at a lot of things, mostly dealing with stab and twist, as far as your emotions go. Yes. So, Oliver's in denial. Thea could not have done it, despite the fact that their DNA is very similar. 12 out of 13 markers could also apply to her. Uh, Her DNA wouldn't be in the criminal system because she'd never been arrested for a felony. And having the lower vantage point is not the right word. The smaller stature. Yes. Which is the initial reason that they thought Roy stabbed her was because the average height, which is Oliver, would not have shot from that angle. Right. But Thea is smaller. So the puzzle piece is fit. Oliver doesn't believe it. He's not getting answers from her as, as Oliver.
0: So he tries a different tack.
2: So he busts through the window as Arrow. Thea Queen, where's Malcolm Merlin? And she fights him. Just so immediately starts kicking at his head. And then jumps off the railing to get away from him. Which is a
0: great plan if your only plan is to get as far away from him as possible and it's just thea out well i'm wondering did how many floors up was that a b it didn't look like she had any equipment on her whatsoever so did she just hope there was a balcony she could grab three four five floors down
2: you know that when she got this apartment she scouted the place out and when if i have to make a quick exit it's here 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 and here there's a railing down there i can land on that ledge she most likely scouted the territory. She's been better trained than that.
0: True. And regardless, oh, that was a fantastic moment. Fight, 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 peace. Off the balcony. And
2: the look on Oliver's face, just like, uh, what just happened? <laughs> my little What? What? So there's all sorts of stuff about Thea that he really doesn't know. Right. And he obviously got no answers as the arrow, either. So the next time he walks into Verdant... Malcolm Merlin standing there going, so I got this fun call from Thea about uh, she was uh, harassed by the arrow. You wouldn't know anything about that, would you? And Oliver straight up goes to kill him because he's not certain, but fairly certain, that Malcolm Merlin did it. And, and his it, phone goes off. Yeah. and Merlin says, you should check that. I can wait. It's video footage from behind Sarah's killer of the killer shooting Sarah and turning around, and lo and behold, mm. it's Thea. Ooh. And Merlin straight up tells Oliver several things. One, if I die, that video goes to the League of Assassins. They will take out your sister. Mm. Two, you are going to go, and you are going to challenge ray al Ghul because you can do that if you turn yourself in, under the laws of the League of Assassins. And if you kill him... All of the blood debt that was accrued during Reishal Ghul's rule will be erased, including Thea's, including mine. Mm. So, I've set you up completely to do my bidding, and I really didn't mind sacrificing your once girlfriend to do it, so, um, have fun!
0: He's a clever boy.
2: How much do we really care about our daughter here?
0: Mm, not a lot. Not beyond how she can be used.
2: I'm starting to wonder just how long he had this gambit in place. Like, once he knew that he had that angle on Thea, was he already thinking, I can do this, I can use this to get away from the League of Assassins, I can use this to finally cut ties, someone else will take the fall.
0: Well, they've been talking about it for a long while, about how Thea is his daughter, and I believe, what, end of last season was when she went away with him. So, obviously, at least that long, and likely longer. It depends on how long he has known.
2: He found out in the middle of Moira's campaign, I believe. And I think that was when uh, Felicity was also digging up the information. That's right. So, that's when he found out, and he may have had this plan in motion since then.
0: And if not, I guarantee he doesn't make himself a part of her life if he's not planning to use her in some way at some point.
2: Oh, of course not. He needs her trained and he needs her intact. Yes. So we train her and then we pamper the hell out of her and Starling and, hey, dangle her above her poor tortured older brother, who still can't tell secrets. And so, of course, he tries to tell Thea "He, your father doesn't love you, which, that goes over like a lead balloon.
0: Yeah, that accomplishes nothing.
2: Because it's really good shock value phrasing, which Oliver's really good at, but that doesn't always make it effective.
0: No. And the very next thing that happens is he asks about the window, yes?
2: Yeah. What happened? Oh, the giant bird just hitchcocked it. It was crazy. And that would have had to have been a
0: very giant
2: bird. You know, golden eagle, California buzzard, something big. I don't know. How big. got, don't know how got something here. Something big. Mm-hmm. But we, and yeah. Should have brought this up with uh, Malcolm Merlin talking about Because the other thing he tells him is that he drugged Thea into doing this. It was the Votura again. Superhero <laughs> roofies. Superhero roofies. Made her suggestible, made her do it, made her not remember it. Yes. So if she were to be killed by the League of Assassins, she wouldn't know why. And the League of Assassins would take her down anyway because even if she was roofied, she fired the arrows. Yep. Which is incredibly unfair, but these are the people who are going to kill 50 innocent people to try to get a killer. So They
0: just want to make a point.
2: A lot of hypocritical philosophy up in there. A lot
0: of hypocritical philosophy. A lot of hypocritical
2: philosophy. So Oliver essentially says his goodbyes to everyone. Nice working with you, keep track of each other, take care of Thea, and the last person he talks to is Felicity. And this is our big city moment of the night. You know, the shippers were waiting for it. Oh, She's yeah. like, how is this going to play out as poorly as it possibly can? Because that's how it goes in this show.
0: Forehead kiss.
2: Forehead kiss. Well, and Felicity asks him to kill Roz if he can. Yes. Because Roz will use his humanity against him. And that is an issue when it comes to a fight to death. Of course. Oliver says he will because Felicity asked him. Kisses her forehead. And then turns and says... I love you, and
0: leaves. That's turning that knife again.
2: That is the worst possible time that he could have said that. One, because she's still kind of caught up with the kiss and Ray, and Ray asking her to be his own personal Scooby gang and all that fun stuff. Two, because he's going off to die. And the last thing he says to her is, I love you. Like, I still have these feelings for you. I still care about you.
0: Bye bye. Oh, thanks. Goodbye forever.
2: Bye. And that's really not helpful to her because all that does is devastate her. Right. That doesn't make anyone feel better. That doesn't help anyone.
0: Nope.
2: So let's congratulations, well, Oliver. You're still really, really bad at your timing.
0: And he talks a great game about believing that he's going to win this fight. And he makes the comment about uh, before he didn't know what he was fighting for. Now he does. How much do you think he actually believes he has a shot against Russell al
2: I think you can't go into a fight like this without believing you have a shot. You have to steal like, yourself you up have, for it. You have to believe it, otherwise it doesn't even start. That's fair. So he wouldn't have... I think he wouldn't have gone at all if he didn't believe he had a shot. Just because he performed poorly didn't mean he didn't believe in himself.
0: But at the same time, he's going so that they won't come after Thea. So even if he knew he was walking into his death, I think he would anyway to make sure that they don't come after and kill his sister.
2: I think he also thinks he can win. Mm. I think he has overestimated himself and underestimated Ross.
0: Should have read some Batman comics.
2: I don't think they exist in this continuity. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, he goes, he climbs up to the neutral territory after his 12 hours to get his affairs in order, which, keep track of each other, keep track of each other, I love you, buh-bye. That didn't take long. That's a great use of 12 hours. Nah. Climbs up a cliff to this neutral territory, which is why we keep seeing the climb, and Maceo turns Sarab is the one who essentially confirms the kill yes. for this one. He's not the mediator, not the referee, kind of that role.
0: Uh almost a commentator of sorts. Because uh, you know, Ghul kills a guy and he's like, hey, that happened.
2: But yeah, he's really, really dead. Congratulations, you got another one. And Ghul tells us a few interesting things. He's been doing this for 67 years. Yes. For one. He's been doing this for a long time. And he killed his first person when he was 11. And he said that, for one, he was a little freaked out killing someone because that person is now dead. I took the life from their eyes. But he also sees it as replacing evil with death. So that's his philosophy. That's the philosophy of the League of Assassins, is that we take the evil out of the world by killing the evil people. Again, it's we get that viewpoint into his mind, we get to see that this is how he works. He, Every villain thinks they're the main character of their own story. And yes. that's exactly what he's doing. He thinks that he's this big damn hero because he's ridding the world of evil. And so what if hundreds upon hundreds of innocent people have to die for it? Ultimately, it's the right goal, right?
0: Ends justify the means, etc., etc., etc.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting getting that philosophy Right before we go into a fight.
0: And also, he does mention, as you said, uh, he killed his first man at 11, and then he mentions he's been doing this for 67 years.
2: Which makes him 78.
0: This does not look like a man who's pushing 80, which is the first indication that something else is going on. Oh, yeah. yeah. Lazarus pit. Oh, we'll get to that.
2: There's no way we can't.
0: That's so great. There, at,
2: at this point, there is literally no way, Well, okay, not literally, but we talked about Oliver's odds of survival and the fact that he is the main character. Sword
0: through the chest. Kicked off a cliff. He's, he's definitely dead, or at least mostly dead.
2: The can-survive-both-of-these-Venn-diagram overlap of those wounds is extremely
0: small. And we got the moments of his life flashing before his eyes.
2: We got his... Well, let's go back to the fight itself. Yes, yes, yes. Oliver grabs two identical swords, not unlike the two sticks that he trains with all the time. Which is great. And Roz goes in unarmed. You don't have a weapon. I'll take your swords when you're done using them.
0: Oh, it's awesome.
2: What a great line. so good. And this is a guy who's been doing this for 67 years, so he's <laughs> he's had some experience. He's
0: very good at fighting to the death.
2: Well, he on his scale of 1 to 10, at this point, he probably sees Oliver as a 3. If that, Maybe a four well, on you a look good at, day.
0: You look at how bored Roz looks going into that fight because he knows exactly how quick this is going to be. He knows yeah. how easily he's going to take this kid down.
2: Well, and we were talking about this at the last commercial break, going, "Okay, we have like six, seven minutes of airtime left. We're either not going to get to the fight, and that's going to be the cliffhanger, or it's going to be a really short fight." And it was. Lo and behold, it was a two-minute fight. It was a beautiful two-minute fight. Oh, it fight. was a great fight. The chor- the choreography was absolutely fantastic. You can tell they worked really hard at this. Yes. And you can just see, and nobody has to say, oh, I'm better than you. Oh, I'm more skilled. Oh, I've been, words are done. You can see in how this fight goes and how handily Oliver gets his very handsome rear handed to him that he is extremely outclassed. It takes Roz, what, 15-20 seconds to get one of the swords?
0: Yep, and he spends those 15-20 seconds with his left arm behind his back just dodging left, dodging right because he can see Oliver's attacks before they happen.
2: Well, Oliver's probably telegraphing them. If you can read an opponent's movements, then hey, they're done.
0: And that is the disadvantage he has not only in obviously being far, far outclassed by Roz Al Ghul as far as uh, your ability to fight, but he's going into this fight As unemotional as he possibly can, but ultimately he is fighting to make sure his sister does not die. And that emotion, Roz will play on his humanity. Roz almost doesn't have to, because he's going into this fight, uh, Oliver's going into this fight angry, with real emotional stakes. Roz is just completely dispassionate, nothing's on his mind except left, right, your sword's mine.
2: You killed my sister's lover, shame on you. Hmm. By the way, we're also pretty sure that you didn't do it, but you're the one that showed up, so... uh... Way to take the fall, bro. Way to take the fall. Oh, and take the fall he does. Yeah. So this is not a fight that ends very well. It ends with Oliver getting stabbed in the side and punched in the throat and then stabbed through the chest and kicked off a cliff. Which? Because we are firm believers in overkill in the League of Assassins. Now, you do
0: see in the kicker he lands on this little piece of ledge. Yeah. Which, you know, if it weren't for the big hole in his chest might have saved him.
2: Possibly, or it could have just broken his neck.
0: Uh, there's that.
2: So, we did have Stephen Amell saying in an interview that he did get some time off of filming, so I'm going to go ahead and say that Oliver is either really, really dead, and we're going to have some Lazarus pits showing up in here, or he's going to spend a long time recovering, because we also saw someone, and we don't know who, show up next to his body. We yes. saw their ankle. Yes. We don't know who that is.
0: I would assume... Uh, for two reasons, that Oliver is dead, one of which is if he is indeed taking a lot of time off from filming now if he's a body, he doesn't have a lot of work to do he just lies there, gets dragged around, etc and two and I love this about the show now, starting in season two, they became less and less afraid of really playing in their universe and introducing super comic booky elements oh yeah Lazarus Pitt is super comic booky.
2: You can't have Ra's al Ghul without them. He's not the same person. That's his whole deal. That's the shtick. And they did
0: a fun twist in Begins where it's a title that gets passed on and that's how he cheats death, blah, 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 blah. But to me, this is a way braver choice. We're going full comic book. We have a pool of green liquid that you drop a dead person into and suddenly they're not dead anymore.
2: We also have someone a couple hundred miles away who has super speed. So, yes. you know what?
0: Sure! It's amazing!
2: There are more things in heaven or on earth that are dreamt of in your philosophy. And here we go. We're running into them.
0: And what I am looking forward to seeing, if indeed that is the route they're going, fingers Wait, is
2: crossed. Is this predictions time? Should we do the light show? Let's, let's, let's call this predictions. Let's call predictions. Let's, let's call do the, the light. Let's call
1: predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. <laughs>
2: predictions. No news and gossip today because we are lacking our wonderful Alicona. But mm. she will return. No worries. So please continue. Yes,
0: so uh, if they're going full Lazarus Pit, one of the aspects of the Lazarus Pit, part of the cost of being resurrected by a Lazarus Pit, is you come out of that pit out of your mind. You have deep, deep insanity. You don't know who you are. You're violent. You're aggressive. And you have to be very forcefully restrained so that you don't kill everybody until the madness abates. And you're essentially you again.
2: Oh, that's going to be fun. I want to see that. Yes.
0: I want to see Oliver go absolute Tasmanian devil on everybody.
2: So what would their reason be then for bringing him back? Because supposedly he was Sarah's killer. Is this going to be Maceo now Sarab or Nissa or someone else working behind Ra's back? Is this Ra's going, you know what? I could superhero roofie the hell out of him and continue (laughs) to use him. That could be a thing. We need him alive for that, or is he just not dead?
0: I'm hoping he's dead because if he's not dead, we don't need a Lazarus pit. That's true. Um,
2: I'd, I'd like for our main character to be dead now. Well, you know. well I called it last episode, so you
0: it's, know, it's staying it's, behind it. It's not like Oliver Queen hasn't died in the comics and come back.
2: Didn't they bring him back at one point from the leavings on Superman's cape when he got exploded? Didn't that happen once? That's
0: not impossible. He did get exploded, and that is how he died. I don't remember entirely how he came back, but it's not like there's no precedent for for the Green Arrow dying and being resurrected. Now, the only character at this point, based on what we know about everybody, that would make sense to me as finding him and resurrecting him would be Maceo, and yeah. we, don't, we don't know what the it that they're referring to is, but the last time we saw them in Hong Kong... They seem very focused on, you know, I mean, Maceo more so because it's his wife, but they both seem focused on going after these people together. So I'm hoping, wondering, considering there could still be some lingering allegiance to Oliver on his part there.
2: Possibly, but we don't know how Oliver figures into this. It right. it could be he screws something up and someone dies. There is that, or it could be he just happens to be there and get bl- gets blamed.
0: Yes, true, very true. I don't know that I could see Nyssa bringing him back for any reason because she just seems very, very angry.
2: Unless she really, really wants to catch the killer and doesn't think it's Oliver,
0: which is it's and it's not impossible for that transition to work. So far, though, it's. It's been very much the other thing, so that to me would feel like a very big, yeah. And it's—I definitely don't think it's Razal Ghul. Razal Ghul to me strikes me as the type. In this incarnation, I killed you. You're dead.
2: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So this is how we end for the winter break. We have Thea's the killer, poor Felicity, and Oliver is most likely really, really dead. Rest in peace. Happy holidays, everyone. So with that, we will be back here on Wednesday, January 21st. So at this point, if you haven't watched The Flash, watch The Flash, catch up, watch everything. If for some reason you're watching this and you haven't seen the first few seasons of Arrow, good time to catch up. Yeah, Catch up on all your holiday watching, basically, and come back refreshed and likely ready to cry on the 21st. That is all we have for today. Lex, where can the people find you?
0: You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at at thelexmichael.
2: You can find Ali Kona at KissMyPassport on Twitter. You can find Tari at Tari T-A-U-R-I-J-A-Y, also on Twitter. I'm Katie Cullen. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, and Instagram at KiaJ, that's K-I-A-X-E-T. I'm also on Sword Art Online and Doctor Who Classics. Thanks again for tuning in, guys. Enjoy your holidays, and we'll see you on the 21st.
1: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz. See you later.